Welcome to 10 Minute Talks. I'm your host, Lane Pfeiffer, and if you're looking for a short podcast that leaves you wanting more, you're at the right place. On 10 Minute Talks, we discuss any and all topics that affect both the people and the world around them. Most episodes will bring on a guest star to join in on the conversation is either affected by, knowledgeable of, or against the topic at hand. So now that you know what our little show is about, sit back, grab your favorite snack or drink if you will, and enjoy the ride, because it's about to get interesting. In honor of Foster Care Month, for this episode of 10 Minute Talks, we're discussing all things foster care and what life is like within the system. As I'm sure most of you know, foster care is a system in which a minor has been placed into a ward, group home, or private home of a self-certified caregiver, often referred to as a foster parent or the family member that's been approved by the state. In fact, according to childrensrights.org, on any given day, roughly 437 children are in foster care in the U.S. alone. You see, when a child enters the system, their caseworker does anything and everything they can in order to avoid disrupting the child's life as much as possible, but placing them with a trusted family member or adult they already know in their life, such as a teacher or a coach. In fact, according to Article Cole, Foster Care Statistics 2017, 32 to 45 percent of the time, caseworkers are successful in placing a child in either a relative or non-relative foster family home. While there are other options such as being put in a group home or supervised independent living, being kinship care is the caseworker's main goal at the end of the day because it's important to have the child surrounded by familiar people and routines. But if the child isn't given this opportunity, it can lead to added trauma and poor school performance. As most of you can imagine, being put in foster care can be challenging, life-altering, and can deeply affect a person's mental health. In the article on mental health among children in foster care, it's believed that 80% of those in the system are suffering from some sort of significant mental health issue which is generally four to five times more than what's found within the general population. Most children suffer from PTSD. Panic and anxiety disorders, major depression, can even become substance abuse users due to whatever trauma, abuse, or neglect they may have dealt with prior to being put into the system. In fact, according to the American Academy of Pediatrics, mental health is the greatest unmet met for children and teens in foster care, which is why now more than ever, it's important to give the right support and a stable home environment to kids all over the U.S. in the system. With COVID-19 affecting people's everyday lives, it's easy to say the kids and families in the adoption or foster care process are being affected as well. According to KSHB, COVID-19 hasn't caused any adoptions to fall through. However, they did have to alter the entire adoption process by using electronics to maintain relationships as much as possible. So with that being said, I like to thank the caseworkers, foster parents, and everyone involved in the process of ensuring every child gets what they need. I don't know about any of you listening, but throughout the 12 years I've been going to public school, I've met far too many kids within the system, each with their own unique story. Which is another reason why here at Tim and Talks, we want to show our support by starting conversation. To be honest with all of you listening, I've been planning to become a foster parent when I'm an adult for quite some time now. After all, there are so many kids in need of a place to call home, and because of that, I encourage anyone listening to at least consider becoming a foster parent or to even adopt. According to the Kansas Department of Children and Families, there are over 7,000 kids in foster care waiting to be adopted or to have a temporary roof over their head until they turn 18, and the number only increases with each day. However, the best way we can prevent this problem is by becoming foster parents ourselves. While it is a long process, being able to give a child a place to call home should make it worth the wait. So with that being said, allow me to welcome Junior Justice Allensworth. Hi, Justice. How are you? Thank you for all being, for coming on to the show. I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you for asking. So do you want to get right into this? Yes, that'd be great. All right, awesome. So can you tell me how long you've been in foster care for? I've been in foster care for, I think, nine months now. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. So what's it like to be in it? Okay, so I live with my aunt instead mm-hmm. of, like, living with a different family. Oh, that's good. So- Things, things haven't really changed, except for, like, I live with my dad's side of the family, except for, instead of my mom's, because mm-hmm. the problem was with my mom's side of the family. Right. 
So it's pretty cool. I mean, besides the court dates and the constant meetings with my caseworker, everything's pretty cool. Well, that's good. That's good. So how has being in the system, like what's your um, experience with the system been like? Um, well, considering that I live with my aunt instead of a different family, like most like kids in foster care do, mm-hmm. things haven't like things have been pretty good. I a lot of structure has been in place because when I was living with my mom, who I was removed from the house from, like I have a lot more structure, rules, chores. I cook. Mm-hmm. I learned to cook. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think the foster system has really changed my life around much. That's good. That's awesome. You know, I was doing some information, like research about this whole thing. And their main goal is to make sure that your life isn't changed as much because it makes it to where you have a lot of trauma. Uh, yeah. So it's awesome that they were able to do that for you. How has um, being in the system affected you? Well, my grades have gotten a lot better. Oh, before I moved here, mm-hmm. before I moved here, I was with my mom, right? And my grades were like D's and F's because so much stress mm-hmm. has been like was on me because I had a job because my mom made me get a job. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my grades were terrible. But since moving here, I had a five point like a point five GPO before I moved here, and now it's at two point So that's good. That's awesome that it's improved that much. Um, yeah. So can you tell me about some of the good and the bad parts about being in the system? Um, good parts. I get to see more of my dad's side of the family because when I was living with my mom, I never really got to see them because my mom was, like, I would say jealous of how close I was or tried to be with them, so she never really let me see them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, I feel more listened to here because whenever I was with my mom, she made me act like there was always something wrong with me, so she would be able to keep me because they thought that, she was the most healthy parent for me until I was removed from the home because I felt unsafe. Right. But the bad parts, I wouldn't really say there are many bad parts besides court. Court sucks. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> um, I live, since I live in Pittsburgh, I used to live in Lawrence, and that's two and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. So driving there sucks. Oh, I'm sure. Um, was Was going from Lawrence to Pittsburgh a really big change for you at all? Um, I would, I mean, I've been here before, like, I stayed with my aunt for a couple weeks before, but I would say, yeah, because in Lawrence, it's bigger than Pittsburgh, and there, I know everybody in Lawrence, because I was living there for almost 13 years of my life, Mm -hmm. so moving here, it's a big change, because, like, I don't know many people, but I wouldn't say it's changed too much. Right. Well, that's good. Uh, what would you say to someone that's in your situation? In my situation. Mm-hmm. So if they're living with a different family, I would say take your time adjusting as slow as you can. Like, don't feel like you have to rush right into it because, like, people should understand that if you're in foster care, you've been through some sort of trauma and that they need to understand that you're going to take the time that you need to adjust. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was easy for me to adjust because I knew the people I was going to live with. But if you don't know them, take as much time as possible to adjust and don't feel like you have to rush into anything. Mm-hmm. That's some awesome advice, actually. Thank you so much for that. And I really appreciate yeah. you coming on to the show and, you know, telling me about your experiences and everything, because I know it took a lot of bravery to probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's weird because, like, I don't usually talk to many people about my life in foster care, except for the people I have to, so. Right. Well, I'm here glad are... I'm able to get my story out. 
That's awesome. Well, here at Time and Talks, we hear we care a lot about your guys' stories, and we want to uh, make it to where you guys are heard as much as possible. So, with that being said, is there anything else you'd like to mention for the sake of the interview? Oh, not that I can think of. No. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on to the show once again. Uh, I hope you had a fun time. Thank you. I did. That's awesome. As Jess has mentioned, if any of you listening are in foster care and are currently being placed with people you are not familiar with, take your time to adjust to your surroundings. Do anything and everything you need to make yourself comfortable. Listen to music, talk to your foster parents, or even call a friend. After all, your safety and comfort are some of the most important things to focus on right now. So with that being said, I'd also like to mention that you are not alone. I know this is a very struggling time for you, filled with many ups and downs, twists and turns, but you've got this. I wish you the very best luck with your journey. Well, that's our show. See, I told you, sweet and savory. Feel free to tune back in next week for another episode. As always, stay informed, stay interesting, and be kind to others.